there's a difference between muscular failure and like <laughs> discomfort <laughs> and like and personal <laughs> and financial failure moral failure moral, moral failure <laughs> back to the perk fit podcast we took a real long hiatus this time um i would say it was like a seasonal break oh so we season two this is season two <laughs> yeah we're starting season two yeah. now we did a bunch of episodes i feel like yeah so it's fine that we took a break we're busy you know yeah like damn <laughs> we have lives um sue me yeah it's been crazy i had like at, at one point there i had like basically three full-time jobs that's true um which was like really chaotic and stressful yeah so we <laughs> um i've sort of figured it out well i'm trying to figure it out well you quit one job I did, well i resigned from one job mm, yes respectfully respectfully not yeah i didn't quit no i worked for a long time for a nonprofit. that's true and i was a creative director and i uh stepped back to focus just on coaching and the latter app. Mm. Do you feel less perk, cool now that you can't say brand. that you're a creative director? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, step back from one job mm -hmm. to focus on this stuff. So chances are, I'm not going to promise anything, but mm. we'll, we'll be doing more episodes more frequently now in season, <laughs> we'll in season two. <laughs> Maybe I don't mean the frequency will be more, but I, the, the frequency of breaks will be less. Mm. I had a birthday. Congratulations. During the seasonal break. How many? How many birthdays? Uh, 36 this year. Mm. Yeah. Wow. There's not really anything to say about it. It's just. Well, it's just a cool. Another number. It's a cool number. Another year. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel old? I feel old when I turned 30 and it hasn't really stopped. Oh. Wow. But they say like as you age, I guess like with anything, you get used to it and it's just like. <laughs> Damn, every year thing. that goes by, your first year you were here, you're like, fuck, this is long. Yeah. The second one, you're like, this is still really long. Yeah. And then you hit 30 and you're like, this year's like so short. Yeah. I mean, I think if you think of it in like percentage wise, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you're 10, you're like, wow, this is like a tenth of my life sure. in this last year. But by the time you get to 30, you know. Yeah, fractionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think people just skip that part? What part? The intro? In the beginning, yeah. I don't know what people do. There's not really enough of them to <laughs> like try to figure out what they do. Yeah. Um, we could ask them, but... Uh, they just skip it to the, to the questions or something? They just don't watch it. <laughs> they never start it. That's what most people do. I saw something on the internet. This is a diet that Vogue printed in the 1970s. Okay, so this is your full day of eating in the 1970s. Breakfast, one hard-boiled egg. Yuck. One glass of white wine. <laughs> Turn up. Black coffee. Nice. That's breakfast. <laughs> Lunch. Lunch is two hard-boiled eggs. Yuck. Um, two glasses of white wine. Nice. Black coffee, lunch, <laughs> lunch, two eggs. You double, so you double the eggs. You double the wine. You kept the coffee the same. Dinner, five ounces of steak. 
That's 150 grams. Mm. Grilled with black pepper, lemon juice. <laughs> Weird. And the remainder of the white wine. One bottle allowed per day. <laughs> and some coffee. <laughs> and black coffee for dinner. <laughs> this is a real... Just like, they just like make you drunk all day so you forget you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Three days, lose five pounds, it says. I feel like you might um, if you did that. <laughs> Not really a highly recommended diet, uh, but I thought that needed to be to be heard. Wine and eggs. It just says wine and eggs. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's the diet name. Well, <coughs> I mean, pretty accurate. Do you want to ask some questions? Sure. Do I need to train to failure? Um. Yeah. You do, or at least close to it. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, it's really best for building muscle mm -hmm. that you go to failure or close to it. Um, you can still build muscle like one, two, three reps shy of failure. Mm -hmm. So leaving, so like RPE seven, eight, nine, leaving three, two, one rep in the tank. You can still build muscle that way. But the problem is most like average lifters are way off when it comes to estimating their proximity to failure. Yeah. So if you've never like truly experienced experienced like <laughs> failure <laughs> on a like on a deep, deep level. Yeah. <clears throat> um, no. There's a difference between muscular failure and like <laughs> discomfort. <laughs> And in like personal <laughs> and financial failure, moral failure, moral, moral failure. <laughs> Do you think that if we invited Carl Lentz on, he would come? No. Damn. You're not famous enough. I have to say this. There was a scene in a scene. It's like a documentary. So I don't know if you, it is a scene, I guess. Is that a scene? Is it, is a documentary shot a scene? I don't know. You should ask the creative a, director. I'm going to ask the creative director. I'll find out. <laughs> um, there was a scene in, what was the what was the documentary called? It was just the Hillsong one. I don't know what it's called. Hillsong documentary, Carl Lentz, uh, Fall from Grace. Anyway, there's a, there's a point in the documentary where he's at his new job. Mm -hmm. And his new job is like, just like a corporate job where he's, uh, he's in a, I don't know, he's in a, he's got a desk. Yeah. Right, his own desk. And then he goes to a conference. <laughs> conference uh room with with his co-workers but he just looks like he's just dressing like pastor carl lentz you know yeah like with his ysl boots and his like tight jeans with holes in the knees and like yeah. his he just looks like him but everyone else is wearing like business <laughs> just so average <laughs> just like business like no, normal like business casual <laughs> clothing and yeah. it felt like an snl skit to me like i felt like this was completely staged and I really need to know like if that was the case. So if anyone knows. So the difference between muscular and moral failure. There's a difference between discomfort mm -hmm. and muscular failure. Yeah. And like, you know, average lifters, new lifters tend to equate like discomfort with, oh man, I went to failure. Yeah. Um, and there's a difference mm -hmm. like muscular failures different. So anyway, so it's hard for, to begin with, it's hard for you to even estimate how close you are to failure, Yeah, which you need to do and know how far away you are mm -hmm. or have a, an idea. 
to to build muscle. Yeah. So you have to go to failure like once to just know. Yeah. Like what that looks like. Um. Yeah, but most people haven't done that. So. Mm. But yeah, you need to. You don't need to go to failure on every set yeah. to build muscle, but you need to go close to it. Mm. And close is you if you think you're close and you're not basically most people. But how do you do that if you like don't have someone spotting you? You're just like, well. Well, it depends on a, good what luck kind of for me. Sure. It depends on what kind of machine. If you're on a machine that can, that you don't need a spotter on, then yeah, you can do that. It, mm. it, you you'll need a spotter for sure. That's why you need a workout partner. And if you don't have it, I tell everybody, like just ask somebody. I tell everybody in the in the on the ladder app, like in my program, in the voiceovers, I'm like just ask someone. They'll be happy to spot you. Like, yeah, you'd be surprised. They'll be happy to help you out. Mm -hmm. So just ask a random person. It's fine. But then, like, a lot of people have social anxiety and can't do that. Yeah. Find a friend. Take him with you. Mm. Even if it's just to stand behind you while you're squatting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, all right. I think we answered that question and, and, we, and more. Bicep curl tips? Tips for your bicep curls. Yeah, I guess so. Like a tutorial on how to, how to curl your biceps. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. So if a couple of mistakes that I see made pretty often are uh, number one, your elbows are flared out too much. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take tension off your biceps the more they're flared out. So you should keep your keep your elbow under your shoulders and your wrist in line with your elbow. So all this should line up. So make sure that that's happening, um, number one. Uh, number two, you don't want your shoulders to drift or move around. So lock your shoulders into place and keep them there. Um, number three, I just have another one. Uh, you don't want to lean backwards as you're curling. So a lot of times if the weight's heavy, as you start to curl up, it's hard, right? Cause it, the most tension is on your bicep at that 90 degree mark. Yeah. And in, instead of either lightening the, the load or staying in that position where the tension stays on your biceps and curling up, yeah. you will lean back mm. and that'll help you get the weight up. Sure. Because you're using other muscles and yeah. some momentum to get it up. Uh, don't do that. Um, and then what's that number three? Mm -hmm. uh, and then number four, like you should be able to control the, the negative. You need to control the negative on it. Cause if you just let the weight fall down, you're missing a ton of gains, gains bro. <laughs> a ton of gains. <laughs> That's right. Nice. Um, tips on how to perform Bulgarian split squats. Have you done these? What do you think about them? Bad. Bad in what way? Hurts. Hurts, don't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, those things suck. I mean, they're notoriously, no one likes them. Yeah, of if course. They're, if they're saying that, then they're lying. Okay, tips for performing your Bulgarians, because they're, they're hard to do. Mm -hmm. It's Especially if you don't have good balance or you've never done them before, it can be really challenging. Um, so I would say the first thing you should do is just stare at a spot on the wall. Like find a spot, something, and just lock in with your eyes on it just stare at it don't that'll help you a little bit um on your front foot think about spreading your toes out mm -hmm. and like getting real wide with your front foot yeah that'll help a little bit um and then just make sure you go down slow and <laughs> under control i would start with body weight <laughs> yeah um and then work your way up but if you don't want to do that or you just can't do that um sometimes i will do them like in a squat rack so i have the rack to hold on to for balance mm -hmm. and i'll just load one side like one leg with a dumbbell 
So that's an option for you. It'll probably be, I mean, it'll be easier at, at, because you don't have to balance. Yeah. Um, but then you'll have to make it harder with the weight, you know? Yeah. So that's an option too. So just don't do No, you should do them probably. <laughs> probably should be in the rotation. Ah, <laughs> oh, maybe. You could just skip it. Don't skip it. If you want to skip it, you can. Okay. Katie <laughs> says you can skip it. Not me. It's weird being called Coach Corey all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think Coach Perk would be weirder. Stranger. Yeah, probably. I don't like it. I mean, <laughs> I like the alliteration of it, but I don't yeah. like being called Coach Corey. Yeah, I feel like it should be out, you know, like a coach of a little league team or something. Yeah. That feels like the most appropriate appropriate and honoring term for like, yeah, someone who's a coach. Yeah. Or like my, my <coughs> high, my, not my high school, my elementary school gym teacher. His name was Mr. Lindemer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just a dude who was a gym teacher. <laughs> Available. He did it. He did the job. Um, no, he was phenomenal at it. We loved him and we loved gym class. I mean, it was, it consisted of like kickball, dodgeball, you know, and like normal things yeah. that you would do yeah. back then that were fun. And he gave every single one of us nicknames. Every mm -hmm. single kid got a nickname. And it was like based on your personality and yeah. all these things about you. So he gave us nicknames. And uh, yeah, some of them were, I think, appropriately funny. They weren't like mean or yeah. anything. Um, what was yours? Um, it didn't really, it doesn't really sound, it doesn't read great. Like I would change it, but I was proud of it. It was Corey Thundertoe Perkins because I would just kick it home runs all the time, just home run after home run, nice kicking in kickball, and so that's what how I got my nickname. And I remember, so my dad said, "Hey, I want to teach you a a little trick for when you're playing dodgeball mm -hmm. in gym class." He's like, "If you get two two of the dodgeballs, um." If you lob one up, right, that's going to have people on the other team going, looking up, trying to catch it like this. While they're doing that, you just whip that second one at them. Mm. And I was like, this is genius. This is brilliant. I have to put this into practice immediately. So the next day, it was the next day or like the day after, I don't remember. I was in gym class. There was a kid on the other team. His name was, should I say his name? No. Okay. The nickname he gave him was Knothead, and his last name started with a K, so it kind of like had that. Mm -hmm. It just rolled off your tongue. Wow. But he was born premature. He had like glasses that are like inch and a half thick. You know, it was like you could start a fire if he like looked into the sun. He would start a fire <laughs> in the classroom. I I got two dodgeballs. I threw one up in the air, like lob one up in the air, and he was like looking up to catch it and I literally like crow hopped I put every ounce of everything I had into the throw and it hit him in the face and it broke his glasses and he started bleeding like a lot everywhere and um you know things like that happen in dodgeball you get hit in the head yeah I think the rule was you're just you're not out you can stay in yeah. but he had to go because he, he was <laughs> bleeding and he went to the nurse yeah. Yeah. He hit um, failure. 
and he was he hit complete failure <laughs> and uh coach Lindemar was not happy with me yeah but he course. also you know he was, was laughing impressed. yeah he was he thought it was funny so I changed my name to what thunder throw <laughs> thunder throw Perkins <laughs> I ate too much yesterday am I gonna lose my progress no I don't think so I doubt it cool <laughs> uh <laughs> Listen, like calorie spikes are inevitable, like it happens. You Maybe you overeat in a day or something, but um, it takes, I think, over 3,500 calories over your, over your maintenance calories for you to gain, gain a pound. And you have to think about your caloric intake in terms of not just days. Mm-hmm. It's important that you do, um, but weeks and months and years, like, you think you got you need to think about it in a longer term because if you you maybe you overate today but that's not going to throw you off your progress i mean it will if you if it becomes a habit and you just don't stop um but psychologically it can feel like you know you're a failure yeah and make you sort of give up yeah don't do that don't give up <laughs> you're almost there you're nearly there you're so close a breakthrough. <laughs> Two more reps left. Two more reps. I'm about to go to the first gym in my life. Any tips? Yeah. Join the my program in the ladder app. But seriously. Uh, join. Seriously, join, please. Uh, we've had, I've had a lot of people uh, on my team in the app say they've never felt so confident going into the gym mm-hmm. because like they have a structured plan. Um, the movements that they're doing are like appropriate movements, you know, like effective movements. Mm-hmm. So they don't look stupid. Yeah. Um, and they're getting like voiceovers from me while they're doing the movement. So it's, they're constantly getting cues from me mm-hmm. telling them how they can perform it better and feel the mind muscle connection better. But they're also seeing me do it. Yeah. So like the combination of that, I think, especially if you've never been to a gym before. Yeah. It's good to, like, you need to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the social anxiety is just, is what it is. But if you know what you're doing. Yeah. And you know that, like, these are good things to do. Yeah. And I'm doing them sort of appropriately. Like, that yeah. takes a lot of that pressure out. off. Yeah. Pressure off, for sure, I feel like. Um, but also, people don't really care that much like about what you're doing they're not like no unless you're doing something crazy they're not really taking videos of you yeah unless you're doing something crazy joey swole even snuffed out more of that but yeah like if you're some every once in a while i'll see something someone will be like i think i don't even think joey swole would (laughs) say anything about this because it's so insane yeah um but i I don't think those are necessarily first-time gym goers i think they're just like they're just living people who are training to like you know for their first fight or something. Yeah. Have you seen those ones where the guy's like on the on the pull up bar and then he like drops down and does like pushes and like crawls around like he's a spider? No, crawls around like he's a spider. I don't know. That's what he looks like to me. I'll have to find it and throw it up on the. Yeah, he looks thing. crazy. I mean, he's very fit, but terrifying. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the stuff that a lot of people do, like fitness influencers and coaches, and I don't know if they're coaches, but. 
they do they just do crazy stuff just because it gets good views yeah and people think oh this person looks like this so if i do if i hang from this bar yeah and like balance like two different benches on either foot let's go i'll get abs or something it's like what if you're new to the gym just like do a little bit of research you know before you dive in there um and figure out what you should do and if you don't want to do a ton of research and just I, I i've done it for you years and years yeah of experience. i remember for a while i didn't know how to turn a treadmill on you want to ask anybody either no way yeah um and it was like kind of before the age of like youtube damn i know oh. embarrassing yeah so what'd you do how did you get to the point where you just turned it on i think i just watched someone else just like behind them i just like saw how the, like i saw them walk up to it and how they got it to turn on. yeah uh, a lot of gyms though like half the treadmills are not working functioning so that no that's just our, that's just our gym that's just the gyms that we go to can going to the gym make me taller how do i get taller <laughs> can going to the gym make me taller how do i get taller what do you think you gotta stretch you gotta just get stretched out mm -hmm. go to the gym and stretch it out yeah your height yeah have someone pull on your head and someone else pull on your feet and then i think that'll do it i don't know why that's a, such a common question that i get because <laughs> people are dumb <laughs> uh, you could like there's a procedure where they'll like break your shins stretch it out you have, like a halo around your shin sounds horrible but then you're sort of like kind of disabled <laughs> well you're not i was gonna say disabled i was gonna say like uh disproportionate yeah because you know, your shins are super long now and like the rest of you isn't that long and maybe i'm not maybe i have no idea how this procedure works but uh <laughs> it is possible to get taller i don't think it's gonna happen at the gym though. this is a podcast for people who do gym stuff and others do